welcome to Talk of Tumwa, the production of Greater Tumwa Partners in Progress. On this podcast, we'll talk about the local businesses in Tumwa to give you the backstory to their success. We'll also talk about the economic initiatives that are driving the progress of the community. And we'll talk about the issues that the community faces and much more. So stick around and let's talk of Tumwa. Hey everyone, and welcome to Talk Atumwa. Today's guest is AJ Givok with Remax Pride Real Estate. Welcome to the studio, AJ. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. To begin, let's just talk about uh, what got you into real estate. Well, I've been doing real estate here in Atumwa for about five years. Um, as you probably know, I did the first three years part time while working full time at Indian Hills Community College. But honestly, I've always had an interest in real estate um, way back to high school. I can remember in one of my graduate courses, probably 2007, they asked, if you don't work in higher education, what would you like to do? And I I said, real estate. So always had that interest. I moved back to the area in 2010 and started investing in real estate. And that even further spurred my interest in getting into um, real estate brokerage. Okay. So Remax Pride, that's one of the the bigger offices in Ottumwa. Am I correct on that? Yeah. You know, traditionally we sell more homes um, volume than any other office uh, in Ottumwa. And you do commercial real estate as well, right? Well, that's kind of the beauty of being in a smaller community like Atomwa. You don't really have a specialty like ag, residential, or commercial. You really get to dabble in a little bit of everything. So yeah, I've been fortunate enough to sell farms, to sell houses, and to sell uh, commercial properties. What's the market like in Atomwa? Uh, is it a, a good market? I know that we've had some uh, issues with real estate. We had a guest on not too long ago that talked about the housing needs that we have in Atumwa, but obviously we, we clearly have a, a fairly sizable inventory here in town already. Has that been moving pretty well? Well, it's been kind of a unique uh, real estate market. I would say dating back to COVID was that May 2020. Seems like a long time ago, but I guess it's been that long. We started to see a shift in the market. We traditionally had about, just to give you a comparison, 250 houses on the market during the summer months. I think now we're around 130, um, but most of those are pending or contingent. So there's probably only about 40 active houses on the market right now. Traditionally in in Iowa, in Atomwa, from my experience and from what I've been told by some mentors uh, of mine in the real estate market, uh, we've been kind of shielded by the different effects of the economy, interest rates and such that you might see in larger metropolitan areas. Um, But we are seeing the impacts here. Houses are definitely moving quicker than they ever have. And the simple reason for that is we we don't have 100 houses to choose from right now. So what you're seeing is the same 30 buyers or more competing for the same houses. So they go in a day or two, they go at asking price or over asking price. It was pretty rare to see a house sell for over asking price in Atoma three years ago, but that's not the case now. Is that just because of the lack of available new houses or yep, is there exactly. something else? Lack of inventory. Lack of inventory. Um, people want to buy and they don't have many options. So they know that they're going to have competitors out there looking to buy that same house. So they're going in strong with their best foot forward. Um, and then you get into a situation where you have three or four offers on the house and you have to bring your highest and best. So that drives the prices up a little bit. Great market for sellers. It has not been a great market for buyers in the last two and a half years. One of the things, the Legacy Foundation not too long ago commissioned a housing study, and it really basically said, hey, we need houses and housing units across the board. 
uh, in pretty much every price point. Has there been one uh, particular price point or, or price range maybe that that you have seen the most need that we don't have currently are in our inventory? Yeah. So I, in my experience, anything in the 120 to 150 thousand dollar range is always in demand. Um, we're seeing things go well over that price. That you know, maybe this house was worth 112 in 2018. The same house with no upgrades in 2020, 2021 might be worth thirty thousand dollars more. Wow, that's incredible. So you're you're eliminating some of the buyers with the price hikes, um, but also maybe creating more opportunities for others. Is there? And and maybe I'm asking a dangerous question. I'm not exactly sure here. But have you noticed a particular area in town that people are wanting to be in a navigation towards one area over the other? And has that shifted much over the last five years or 10 years? You know, I sell all over Ottumwa and some people prefer to be on the north side. Some people absolutely prefer to be on the south side. Um, we have a lot of people that like the west end. We have a lot of people that like to be on the east side, close to JBS, close to employment. So mm-hmm. it's just based on personal preference, you know, but, but I would say it's... Uh, kind of an even split all across town. Okay. I know one of the areas that has been really uh, of interest as of late has been the the 200 plus range homes. Sure. Um, especially with a lot of the newcomers that are that are looking to purchase here in town. And obviously that's an area that, that Ottumwa really is lagging and, and having that available inventory. Have you seen any shift in people that want to live in Ottumwa go into another bedroom community to to live ultimately because they don't have the housing availability here? I haven't personally. I mean, you have always hear stories uh, about folks looking outside of Ottumwa because of the new house inventory. We don't have many new homes in the community. In fact, you know, I've heard the study many times and don't quote me on this, but I think since 2010, there's less than 30 new builds in in Ottumwa, probably that's, that's much probably less than that. That's probably roughly correct. So one thing that you hear a lot from people moving into the community from, let's say, the East Coast or Chicago or, or even Des Moines, um, where are your new houses? You know, uh, we just we don't have them, unfortunately. So um, it, it is more of a challenge to find a home that meets their needs because they're used to having um, 30 to 40 homes in a neighborhood to choose from that are less than five years old, where we might be able to find five in one uh, real estate year cycle that are built, you know, post 1990. Does that include, you know, the houses that are in the county as well? I don't have all the statistics on the houses in the county. We do see more builds uh, in the county. And I think a a reason for that is a lot of people think that the taxes are high in Ottumwa, um, you know, and I don't have any information to support or deny any, any statistics pertaining to our taxes. But what you hear is it's more affordable tax wise to build outside of town. So I think there probably are many more homes being built in the county. Um, like I said, I don't have data to support that, but that seems to be the common trend. So shifting away from residential for just a second, uh, when we look at the commercial real estate that we have here in Ottumwa, mm-hmm. you know, we have several open buildings here in the downtown district. We sure. have we have several other buildings around the, the community. How has the movement been on that in the last two, three years? Well, it's been an interesting transformation. I mean, I moved to Ottumwa in 1994, moved away in 2002, you know, came back in 2010. 
things are always changing here, you know, sometimes for the worse, but, uh, in the last 15 years, I've only seen progression, um, to a more positive place for our community. Uh, when I left town, there wasn't much going on in the downtown area. When I moved back in 2010, there were a lot of improvements and a lot of businesses moving back to the area. And in the last five years, you've seen a lot of projects completed by either Legacy Foundation or private investors in the downtown area. And those buildings are selling for um, for, for a good dollar amount, something that you wouldn't see you know, 10 years ago. There's still a lot of buildings downtown that may have units, residential units upstairs that are finished, but just have kind of a white box space down below. So we do have many buildings available down here. They are moving. It's just a matter of finding the right building for that person. A lot of people looking downtown obviously have a business need, either that or they're an investor. They just want to have something that maybe has some commercial opportunities on the main level and some residential opportunities on the upper level. Um, But we really have anything and everything. We have buildings that need a total rehab that could be bought very reasonably. And we have buildings that are completely redone and those in between. Yeah. You know, that's when you speak about downtown specifically, I, I think that, you know, sometimes real estate and business startup runs a little bit slower than, than what some people would, you know, want or expect. And uh, 10 years ago, to your point, you know, downtown Ottumwa was kind of effectively dead. Pretty much, yeah. And, and we've seen so much money being invested in downtown. We have storefronts. We have upper story housing now. We, uh, we have added a, a few million dollars to the tax base as a result of the efforts of, of groups like the Legacy Foundation, Main Street, Ottumwa, sure. the individual business owners. And that is filling up and and I'm excited to see what happens in the downtown district specifically over the next five years because there's been so much rapid change over the last five years when we look outside of downtown Ottumwa though uh, we have other districts in the community that are thriving pretty well the church street district there Mm -hmm. aren't too many uh open storefronts on the the church street district and we're starting to see some new building coming in out at at, uh, venture drive area with the with the uh strip mall the strip mall that's coming in Uh, we have a new car wash going in which isn't exactly sexy but still it's it's a new business that's operational so um one of the things that's in the news as of late is interest rates. Uh, we have a 75 uh, basis point uh, increase in the interest rates that the Fed's just released. How do you think that that's going to ultimately affect the housing here in Ottumwa and the, and the business loans? Well, I personally haven't noticed anything slowing down uh, until about the last month. You know, rates, rates are going up. Um, banks increase their percentages in anticipation of the Fed increasing, um, which it has done uh, several times. Last I checked, a 30-year conventional was right around 5.75%. You know, two years ago when COVID hit, we were down at the 3%. You know, traditionally 4% is good, but you get spoiled with a 2% rate. Um and all of a sudden you get to four and you're like, that's not as great as it was two years ago. And then when you hit 5.75, you're like, that's terrible. Realistically, though, 5.75 is not a terrible interest rate. We've just been blessed since 2008 with really good interest rates because of the unfortunate events that happened with the recession then mm-hmm. and then COVID. Um, do I think that they're going to stay at those high rates? I, I don't. I think we'll probably have another year of shifting rates, maybe up or down, but I think things will level out ultimately. And again, I think we're somewhat shielded by the negative impacts of 
the economy uh, here in Southeast Iowa. I have seen some buyers that are cautious to go and buy. They're sitting on a home that has a refinanced mortgage at 2.5. Why would they want to leave and go buy a new house at 5.75? That makes sense. The answer to that is banks are being more creative. They're working to bring money into the institution. um, So they're doing different types of loans that make more sense um, during this specific time with these specific rates. So it's not the end of the world. I would advise buyers and sellers to talk with their bank to see what other options are out there because there are other options um, where your rate can be adjusted over a period of time. So let's talk uh, new home construction here for just a second, because this is with inflation last month uh, being at 8.6% year over year. Uh, construction right now isn't even uh, probably the best option for people that, you know, you couple that with the with the higher interest rates, it, it makes it a little bit more restrictive for people to actually go out and build a property. Even. Sure. But with that, we all know that that's going to come down and, and normalize here at some point in the future, sure. which brings me to the to the third area, which is available land. Um, sure. How do you how do you see movement of land in this area, and have you seen an appreciation of price for that? Yes, I mean, we were traditionally low in comparison to other communities in Iowa. Um, I, I think the increases that we saw in 2020. Um, we're not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, buyers are paying a little bit more, yes, but we were way beyond um, where we needed to be as far as average home values. I do think the prices will go down, but I don't think they'll go back as low as they were in 2018 and prior. And, and I think that's a good thing. We do have ample land available to be developed in this community. We don't have a shortage of land Um what we do have is a shortage of developers. You know, construction costs are high. Um, we don't have many new developments in the community. But go up to a community like Ankeny, where they're building hundreds of homes a year. They're keeping their costs down because they have competition. They have multiple suppliers. They have multiple workers that can help do these things and drive lower prices. So once we get prices back down to where they need to be for construction materials, we've made some positive steps forward in the community with the housing study and other uh, initiatives that we're ready to take that step and focus on bringing builders to Atoma and getting that process started. It's just not been something that's been easy and the high prices and the high material costs and shortage of materials has certainly not helped things. But I think we're just around the corner with getting those new developments to the community, personally. So what do you think that when we talk about real estate, what do you think it is that's the the magic bullet, if there is a magic bullet to to uh, helping move the housing market in the right direction? I think we just have to get the builders, get the developers on board. Um, we've got funds in the community. We've got investors in the community. We have some great contractors in the community. Um, somebody's got to take the plunge and, and get things rolling. And once other developers see that and see how well those units move and the demand for those units, which we can show them with the statistics and data that we have, but once they see it in person, I think the bull, the, the train will keep on moving down the track, so to speak. Yeah, you, I've always been of the opinion once people actually start to see progress, it really starts to build upon itself. I hate to bring it up because it's it's kind of a sore spot here in the community, but we thought we had some starting points with the old St. Joseph Hospital complex, and, sure. and then that kind of crashed on us. Um, but with that being said, we do have housing units that are going in here in the form of multifamily housing, sure. which really brings the, the next question that I have. 
is there interest do you think in this community for for multifamily housing as far as like condos or, or anything like that yeah something that i see very regularly is selling homes for folks that are retirement age um, that are leaving the community because we have virtually no available condos um, and if we do one comes up and it's highly sought after and you have 13 people trying to buy that that condo um, and, and I think that's an affordable housing that we can get into look you don't need a basement in a condo you know typ- typically retired folks don't want a basement they don't need it um, so you're building on a slab your cost is more appropriate more reasonable uh, and you can put more units on on a certain tract of land than single-family homes so I definitely think having a condo community or condos throughout the community um, would definitely open up more single family housing because those folks would have a place to downsize into. Um, I'm constantly looking at Oskaloosa, which has a little bit more opportunity in the condo area. And I hate to see those folks leaving because they want to stay, but they can't find the condos that they need, you know, no maintenance, uh, association fees, et cetera. Yeah. That's one of the things that not only the people that are on the waning years of their lives, but the people that are actually coming to town, like transient folks, uh, we'll use John Deere, for example, the Mm -hmm. folks that are just coming in and and they don't know if they're going to be staying in this community long term or not. So they're looking for something a little bit more economical Mm -hmm. that they can go into, whether it's to rent or to buy. Um, That's that's not an availability option for them. Well, you know, every Every new build in this community is going to have a ripple effect on the rest of the community. These apartments going in, there's 200 plus units. We're going to see some single family housing and some multifamily housing units on the market. We're going to have some investors. There's a lot of investors in this community and they're not all good investors. We're going to have a lot of units that are going to become available, probably going to get sold. That's going to open up some more housing. We'll Mm -hmm. see that shift. If we have condos built, like I said, we'll see more of your high end homes. Um, from folks that have worked their whole lives and have paid off those those homes, we're going to see those on the market. So everything will shift. Uh, and, and once we get a new development, whether it's in the St. Joe's area or on the opposite side of town, you're going to see a ripple effect across the community. People want to buy homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was an unfortunate step backwards. But I think as a whole, the community learned a lot from that. I and, would say And we're so. much better prepared and in a better situation now than we were five years ago to move forward with housing. Yeah. It is interesting to me because I had a conversation with someone from Des Moines not too long ago, and I mentioned the name of that particular company that was involved in that project. And the person actually just started laughing because, you know, it it was not a name and a practice that was just isolated to the city of Ottumwa. So uh, we unfortunately were just uh, another cog in that wheel. So absolutely. But how how do you see uh, your office playing into moving this whole uh, real estate game forward? Because again, you you say you're moving a, a lot of the properties here in here in the community. So uh, wh- where do you see uh, Remax's role in this? Well, I think as a realtor, and, and and I'm relatively new, like I said, five years, but we have lots of connections. We know the builders. We know the contractors. Uh, we know what people are looking for. We can bring valuable data forth. Um, we are subject matter experts in real estate, so we know what the population wants. We know what they're willing to pay. Um, we know what the banks will do, uh, and we can kind of help connect all of those resources with the folks that are looking to move those developments forward. Okay. How many people work in your office? 
Well, we have multiple locations. So we do the Ozarks. We have an office in Oskaloosa. We have an office in Ottumwa. And we have a few offices in the Des Moines area, also an office in Sigourney. I believe in our Ottumwa office, we have 12 agents. We've grown significantly uh, in the last year or so. So we've added one, two, three, four, four agents. And we've got a few um, prospects looking to start um, soon. So we're actually renovating our office space. Um, We own the building out at 2437 Northgate. And um, half of the building was previously rented by another business, and they found a new location. So we're doubling our office space. Um, We are also opening a location up downtown on the old 4th Street Pizza Hut. So we'll have business open downtown, um, hopefully to to catch some of that foot traffic. So you've you've seen some significant growth over the the last few years then? Yeah, we're fortunate to have uh, a broker owner that's very ambitious, um, very business driven, um, also cares about the community, sees the need for growth, and we're trying to help that and be prepared for it. I'm assuming you have a website? Yes, yes. And it would be great if I knew what it was off the top of my (laughs) head, wouldn't it? Well, there is a website that exists. (laughs) Let's rest assured on that. So how does somebody get a hold of you if, they, if they're looking to buy or sell? Um, the best way to get a hold of me is on my cell phone, uh, which is 641-919-1784. And what, what advice do you have, AJ, for somebody who's looking to, to buy or sell right now? Well, do your homework. You know, banks compete, first of all. If you hear some news that you don't necessarily like from one bank, well, we have five great institutions, if not more, here in Ottumwa that you can go and talk to. Some of them do more of the first-time homebuyer grants. There's grants out there for um, income-based families as well. So talk to several banks. Um, I like to do business here locally, but if you need to, there's other banks, great banks in the surrounding communities as well. Learn about what options you have for lending. Learn about what you can do with your credit score to get a better interest rate. And then just kind of get a feel for the market. Get on Realtor.com, get on Zillow, get on our website, uh, website, RemaxPride.com. I remembered it. Um, We keep all of our inventory on RemaxPride.com. But uh, Realtor is a great app, Realtor.com. It directly uploads from the multiple listing service. So anything that we put on, usually within eight hours, is on Realtor.com. Zillow is great. But the hard part for that with us is it's primarily for sale by owners. So when I have folks call me about homes that aren't in the MLS, I might not necessarily be able to get into that home to show it to them. I have to to call the seller and see if they're even willing to work with an agent to set that up. And it's not necessarily a no, but it's just a little bit more uh, of a process. Uh, You brought up something really good there for sale by owner. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a realtor, why would someone choose to sell by owner and not work through a realtor because I know that there's a lot of legal uh, legal paperwork well, that has to go through. In the consumer's eyes, they're selling by owner um, because they're not paying the commission. Um, but what I would caution them on is typically we can get them more and probably list much higher than they even realize they can. They're not aware with the upward trends, specifically in the last three years. Uh, there's no expert out there that's not in the business. Um, now, that might not have been the case for the 10 years prior. Um, but prices are changing, rates are changing. We have buyers, you know, we might have a buyer looking for a property specifically like that. So in most cases, we can get much more than they thought. Um, And we also work much harder. We handle the paperwork. uh, We handle the abstracting, the title opinion, the closing. We do all of that. It can be very frustrating. It's, It's not as easy as everyone thinks, but we have a good team in place and we work with great lawyers and abstractors in the community to make sure that everything's done efficiently and appropriately. 
Well, and I would add one thing to every that whole laundry list of things that you just said. There's uh, something to being attached to the name of someone like Remax Pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a following now, and sure. people are going through your website to find those. Yes. You're an advertising outlet that Zillow doesn't necessarily have. You're trusted, right. Right. and that's something that, that uh, for sale by owner just doesn't accomplish. Absolutely. Well, AJ, thanks for coming in today. I sure appreciate the conversation. My um, pleasure. Uh, I'm always glad to hear about all things real estate here because I, I really do believe that uh, if we're going to grow our community, we need to look at the real estate market first because without an influx of people, we don't have the workforce to go into to work the jobs that we need them to. And they have to have some place to go lay their head at night that they, they're happy to call home. So. Sure. We can help you find it. Yep. And and anybody who's listening, they are looking to sell a house, buy a house by all means. AJ or anybody at at, uh, Team Remax Pride can help you out. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And stay tuned for the next episode of Talk of Tumla.